So Rosh Hashanah is our new year. Everyone celebrates the new year. Maybe you've grown out of that. But at one point in your lives, you all celebrated the new year. We also all celebrate birthdays. Similar kind of thing. It's a new personal year. Why do we celebrate a birthday? Why do you party on a birthday? Good excuse to party. Why do you party on the new year? What are you celebrating? Celebrating life. End of one year, beginning of another year. Rosh Hashanah is the new year, the Earth's birthday. It's our Jewish new year. But why don't we party? So first, before we ask why don't we party on Rosh Hashanah, the question is why do we party at our new year and on our birthdays? Never thought about it. We're making a birthday every year, right? You never thought about why you're actually doing it. Why do you make the birthday parties? Rosh Hashanah is more solemn between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Why we don't party. But I'm first asking why do we party on the new the secular new year, the Christian new year, and um, our own personal birthdays. Why do you throw parties? You're still alive. You made it. Excited about a brand new year. Very good. So we humans have a constant struggle with our mortality. We have to live. We think of ourselves all as very important. If somebody offends us or somebody hurts us in some way, we are personally hurt. and We, have, we are. And uh, we take it to heart because we consider ourselves important, meaningful. Um, we would like people to notice us, pay attention to us, appreciate. We like to feel appreciated. Um, you know, we, we have our own strong senses of selves, and yet soon we're going to be gone, and there'll be nothing left of us, and then life will just go on without us. So we humans have to always face our own mortality, and we have to ask ourselves: Well, then, if I'm only here for a limited number of time, for a limited amount of time. Our time, so we then have to make the most of the time we have. In a sense, time is our most valuable commodity in life. You ever heard the phrase, time is money? Time is much more than money. Money can be replaced. Time cannot be replaced. That's an old Jewish, um, Jewish saying. Um, so, so time is very valuable. So... We want to make the most of our time and we want to utilize our time in the most, in the best possible way. Now we want to utilize our time and celebrate the time that we have for whatever we believe is most important in life. Yeah. Many people, their goal in life is to enjoy life and be happy. If your goal in life is to enjoy life and be happy, make the most of your life when you can. You only have that many days to enjoy. You may as well enjoy every single day you can. Don't miss any time to enjoy. If your goal is to enjoy life, enjoy everything. If you want to see 50 places to see, I think it's now 100 places to see before you die, you better start working on it now. You've got limited time, right? If that's your goal in life, Make sure you do that. Start working on it now. If your goal in life is to run the Boston Marathon, you've got to start working on it now, right? So you've got to don't, don't waste your time. So for people whom their goal is, um, as most of modern culture, to enjoy life, to live it up, or we could call it Greek hedonism, where live and party because tomorrow you're going to die. If that is our approach to life, live, enjoy, celebrate. Then every year we completed another year of life. 
reminder again of your own mortality. Two, what are you going to do? Party. Every year continue, um, had another year of, um, had, c- completed another year in our calendar. What are you going to do? Gone through another year. Celebrate our time. What do you do? What do you do with that? Make the most of it. Party. What else are you going to do? The most valuable thing we could do with our time is to drink. Then we'll drink. If it's to smoke, we'll smoke, right? To do whatever it takes, right? If it's just to sit around with friends and watch a movie, we'll sit around with friends. We'll do whatever it takes to... It's, we're celebrating the time that we have, celebrating our life. That's what our life is about. However, we Jews take a very, very different approach to life. We don't believe that you are here on earth with a limited number of years, our standard is 120 years, right? That's what the Torah says. A person should live. If you get it all right, you should be living 120 years. So that's and we always wish people till 120. So if you uh, you live life, you have a limited life. Our goal is not to celebrate, not to enjoy ourselves, not to party. Now we do believe it's important to be happy. But happiness, like health, is not an end in itself. It's just something that you need for a greater goal. It's hard to fulfill your greater goal if you're not healthy, because you've got aches and pains all day and you're running to the doctor. It's hard to fulfill your greater goals if you're not happy. So happiness is not an end. Happiness is just a means to an end. What then for Jews is our end goal? What is our purpose? What's our goal in life? So we believe that every single one of us was placed here on earth by God to spread his message here on earth. Um, Isaiah says that every one of us were placed to be a light to the world by following God's commandments. So God gave us commandments. We spoke about this um, Two weeks ago, when we uh, sorry, last week, when we spoke about being chosen, um, God gave us his commandments, God gave us his instructions, and our role in life, our goal in life is to spread um, God and God's message here on earth, and we do that by following his instructions, by following his commandments. So we make our life worthwhile by maximizing the commandments that we can fulfill. That is the most fulfilling life, the most valuable life at the end of our life. We're not going to ask ourselves how many places did we see before we died or how many marathons did we run in or how healthy were we until we started deteriorating some 20 years ago. But we ask ourselves or how how, um, many shots could we take? Rather, we ask ourselves how many commandments did we follow? How far did we follow God's? commandments. That's our goal as Jews. That is our goal in life. And we believe not only Jews, non-Jews also have instructions by God and their role in life is also to improve the world and make the world a better place. Make an impact on this earth. A positive impact. That's also their goal. And all the other things, health and happiness and everything else is only a means to the end goal of making this earth a better place. So now, when our new year comes and reminds us of our limited time, reminds us of our mortality, it's a reminder that we need to use every moment and every single 
tool that we have to maximize our goal, to follow God's commandments more. When our birthday comes, it's not a time to party. It's a time to remember that how much have we done? I'm now whatever number of years old. I'm now reached, now 18 years old. What have I done in the last 18 years of my life? For most of you, I assume. So what have I done in the last 18 years of my life? Whatever, I'm 80 years old. What have I done in the last 80 years of my life? What am I going to do further? What's my goal going further? So this is not just for a birthday, but the new year is a time to remember the limits of time. It's a time to remember and think, what have I done over the past year? How productive has my year been? Not how much fun did I have. How productive has my year been? How much have I done over the past year? And then the bigger question is, what can I do over the coming year? How can I change that? How can I do even better than I achieved over the past year? What were my failings? Where did I not do as well as I should? Where can I do even better over the coming year? So for us, a new year is not a time to party. Because we don't believe that life is about partying. A new year is a reminder of life's goal and life's purpose. Life is not about partying. Life is about living a more spiritual life, or living a life following God's commandments. So our question has to be not how can we celebrate more or how can we party more, but what better can I do? How can I change? How can I be a better person? And that's why a New Year's resolution should not be, New Year's resolution is a great time to figure out how you're going to change, should not be a way to make yourself healthy, healthier. It could, but it shouldn't just be about becoming healthier. Um, going to the gym, right? That's the, that's the classic. Um, it shouldn't just be about um, enjoying your life more, new hobby. But a New Year's resolution should be about what better can I do? How can I make an impact? How can I make a difference? How can I do another mitzvah? That should be our New Year's resolution. Now, in Judaism, we take this a step further. Because a New Year is not just the time to remember our own mortality. But we believe the new year is also a time of judgment. And in our prayers tomorrow, we're going to read um, a prayer that says, As a shepherd has his sheep passed through, and apparently, I don't know any shepherds, we don't live around them anymore, but apparently the shepherd every once in a while would have to have all the sheep pass through a kind of the pen, one, the gate to the pen one by one, and check each sheep, see what they're up to, how healthy they are. God also checks every single one of us. And God decides what our plan is for the future. What's he going to do this year with us over the coming year? What are we going to do? And we continue. Who's going to live? Who's going to die? Who's going to be rich? Who's going to be poor? Who's going to be healthy? Who's going to be sick? And God makes all of those decisions at the beginning of the year on Rosh Hashanah. Now, of course, we can always change it over the year and pray to God and we believe in prayer. But Rosh Hashanah is really a time where God judges us. Now, why does God judge us on our new year? So we believe in Judaism that creation was not a one-time thing. We believe that creation is constant. It's something God is constantly, constantly creating our world and constantly invested and involved in creation. And so every year at the beginning of the year, God sets the pace for the coming year for each and every individual. 
And God, almost like if you want to think of a um, corporation today, that every single year, or our governments, that every single year have to pass the budget and have to figure out exactly what they're going to allot, to which department, um, and which sub-department. And you can ask people, there's a lot of people here, there's a couple of federal government buildings and the Air Force in the area. Uh, those that work for the government can tell you that even the air conditioning has to be allotted by Congress. Every single thing, detail. And so everything, and everything gets negotiated. And so Rosh Hashanah is the time when God decides exactly what we're going to get over the coming year. And he gives a lot to us what we need, similar to the way a corporation would do, or a large corporation, or similar to the way a, the, any branch of government would do. He allots the... Um, is it hot in here? Do you want to turn on the air conditioner? Is everyone warm? I'm hot. Yes, warm. Very warm. We'll, we'll take care of it, Grandma's on. <laughs> Sorry about that. So the um, so God allots to everyone what they should do over the coming year. Um, God gives it to everyone, uh, decides for everyone what they should be doing over the coming year. And um, just as a government, so to speak, or a corporation gives every department based on what they think they could do with it, what they think they could achieve with it, God also gives us based on what we think we're going to achieve with it. So if we think we could. If we tell God, you know what, I'm going to take a break this year. We're going to have a little easy year. I'm going to try to take it easy. Well, God says, well, then I don't need to give you very much. You don't need very much. If you say, God, I'm going to step it up this year. We're going to do a lot more. God says, well, then I'm going to give you a lot more. So we believe that our own commitments for the coming year and our own sense of what we did over the previous year is going to change um, is going to impact what God decides to allot for us, for in our health, our happiness, our finance, over the coming year, depending on what he thinks we need for our mission. And so God expects us to recognize that on Rosh Hashanah. And so therefore Rosh Hashanah is a very important time. It's a time we take stock of our previous year, and we plan for our life mission over the coming year. So it's in a sense a very serious time. So we need to, on Rosh Hashanah, it's a time when we really need to recognize our mission in life and recognize our purpose. And what happens is, over the year, we easily get caught in day-to-day challenges. We very easily get caught in regular day-to-day challenges. And um, we, you know, we focus on our personal needs, on our jobs, on our families, on the little stuff that come up. And you kind of forget the bigger picture. And very often you get caught in the little nitty-gritty stuff and we get obsessed with it and we get carried away by it. And sometimes there's limited time of the day. We don't have any time to kind of um, collect ourselves, to even relax. And so often we forget our greater goals. We get caught up in the little stuff. So we often go, people tend to go for very long periods without any reflection. So God says, you know what, I'll give you a time in a year, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur afterwards, our time for forgiveness. I'll give you a time in a year where it's a time for reflection, where you can forget all the petty stuff, forget all the little stuff. Don't worry about your job or what your boss asked you to do or about the um, next sale or um, don't worry about 
other family stuff that's getting in your way or the stuff in your house that's being remodeled or your cars that need to be fixed and all the other little things that need to be done in life, um, your taxes if you still haven't done them yet. Don't worry about any of that stuff for a day. Step back a little bit and think about what's my goal in life. I've completed another year. A year is over. How much have I done over the past year? What have I achieved? How many commandments have I done? What could I have done differently over the past year? How could I improve it? And what can I do over the coming year? Is there something I could do different? Is there a way I could do is kind of step it up a little bit, improve my life, improve my record? Today, um, we're going to do a class in a couple of weeks about technology. But a lot of technology is very, very helpful. A lot is very harmful. But a lot of technology can also teach us lessons. So as you notice today, everybody walks around with a Fitbit, right? You walk around, everyone's got a Fitbit. It's great because they're constantly, constantly being reminded about their health, right? Every single moment. How many steps have you walked today, right? How many steps have you walked so far? You constantly, constantly know where you're up to. So imagine if we had a spiritual Fitbit that told us where we're up to. How much have we done? And then you say, well, yesterday I walked 2,000 steps. Can I improve that? Can I do better than what I did yesterday? And so here, think about what we did over the past year. How can we improve it? Just a little bit. Don't jump too much. You jump too much, you're not going to do it. Right? You've got to be realistic. But how can I improve it a little bit? How can I do a little bit more? How can I do to make sure this year is going to be a little bit better? And then if I can improve this year, then God, who's right now going to be allotting to me my budget for the coming year in health, happiness, finances, and everything I'm going to need. So depending on if I want to up it, well, then I can request God, we need a little increase in budget this year. Last year, you gave me a little bit of health trouble, and so I wasn't able to do so much. You improved my health, I could do a lot more. Last year, I had some financial problems, improve my finance be able to do a lot more. Last year we had some trouble with the family. Improve the family problems, be able to do a lot more. Last year I was struggling with other emotional problems, right? So we ask God for help in the different things that we need, and in return, we're asking God to budget us more so that we can then help achieve more, help do more. So Rosh Hashanah is therefore not a party time. It's a serious time. It's a time because we take our lives very seriously. Our lives are not about partying. Yet, it's not a time for worry. It's not a time that we should be depressed or concerned. To the contrary, a big part of our refocus of Rosh Hashanah is forget about all your worries. Most of our personal worries are selfish. When you think, I, I didn't do my taxes and we're already at the end of September, we're already in the beginning of September, right? I have till mid-September if I had the extension. Or, is that right? Or it's October. So, that's the tax guy. No, you're not a tax guy. October 15th. So, I've got to do my taxes. So, you have all these worries, all these tsaras on your head. So, Rosh Hashanah is the type, but all those tsaras are all personal, selfish. This thing bothers me, and that bothers me, and this bothers me. What am I going to do about this, and how am I going to resolve that, and how am I going to take care of this? They're all selfish. Rosh Hashanah is a time to remember that we actually were not put here on earth to take care of ourselves. 
We weren't put here on earth just to wake up in the morning, worry about how we're going to eat today, worry about how we're going to take care of ourselves, take care of ourselves, then go to sleep at night. And then we die, what do we do? We didn't achieve anything. We just took care of ourselves our whole life. So we weren't placed here for ourselves. Otherwise, we didn't have to be here. We end where we started. We were put here for a greater purpose, for something else, for something greater than ourselves, to make an impact. So if you woke up in the morning and you just took care of yourself a whole day, then went to sleep at night, you're no better when you went to sleep than when you woke up. You haven't done anything. You just took care of yourself. You haven't made any impact. So all of our tsaras, all of our worries, all of our concerns, they're all about our own taking care of ourselves. Now, of course we need to take care of ourselves. Because if you don't take care of your health, you can't follow your mission. If you don't work for a living and make sure that you have a good income, you can't do your mission. Of course you've got to take care of yourselves. But that's only the stepping stone to get to your greater mission. That's just what you've got to do in order to get to something greater. So when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, don't worry about all those tsars. You've got to take care of them. But push them aside. Take a moment. Think about the bigger stuff. Think about the greater stuff. So this year, I've, my bank account is a little higher than it was last year, Rosh Hashanah. A little lower than it was last year, Rosh Hashanah. My heart rate is a little slower than it was last year, Rosh Hashanah. A little faster than it was last year, Rosh Hashanah. Okay, that's important because you need that to fulfill your mission. But what have you achieved since last year? That's not an achievement. What have you achieved? Have you made an impact? Have you changed the world? How, how, how have you followed God's instructions to you over the past year? Right? That's the questions. So don't worry about the bank account and the heart rate right now. Worry about the bigger stuff. Worry about how we're going to... What, what have we done? What have we achieved? Don't worry about the little things. So all of our concerns and all of our worries are in their own Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah should not be a depressing time. It's a time where we rise beyond our depression. We rise beyond all of our worries, all of our tensions, all of our stresses. Think about something greater and ask God, I'm going to take care of a greater purpose this year. I'm going to take care of your mission, but you just have to supply the budget for the coming year so that I could take care of your mission. Now, Rosh Hashanah is therefore a serious time. It's not a party time, but it is also a festival as well. So we, ce- so we celebrate Rosh Hashanah. It's not just a time where we party. We celebrate it. It's a time of special dinners. We dress well on Rosh Hashanah. It's a festival. We're really happy on Rosh Hashanah. We don't party. We don't drink on Rosh Hashanah. Now, that doesn't mean that as Jews we don't drink. We do our Jews. We have to do a class on Jews and alcohol. We did drugs, we've got to do alcohol. Um, it doesn't mean, don't drink, we definitely don't overdrink. That's forbidden. But a little, little drink once in a while maybe won't hurt most people. So, but we do have party times. We have, par- uh, we have a holiday coming up in three weeks, Simchat Torah. When we party, we do have party holidays. But Rosh Hashanah, the new year, is the time to take stock. It's a time to think about our mission, our purpose. Value our time. What are we doing? What are we accomplishing? So it's not a time for partying, but it is a happy time. Why is Rosh Hashanah happy if it's so serious? How can it be happy and serious? Well, happiness and serious seriousness go together. True happiness is when you're really serious. Happiness is when you're appreciative for what you have, when we're appreciative for what we're given. 
And we celebrate on Rosh Hashanah over our great good fortune. Last week we spoke about it. We were given by God a unique mission. God gave us a role as His chosen people here on earth to spread His message here on earth by fulfilling His commandments. We have a unique mission. That shouldn't be a source of stress. That shouldn't be a source of concern. Sometimes you see religious people, not usually Jews, other religions, that they're very religious and very stressed out. And because they're very, whether scared of God or concerned, or they're, they're stressful people. Judaism doesn't make us stressed. To the contrary, we have an opportunity. We've been given a unique role. We've got to celebrate that role. We've got to be celebrate that unique that unique mission that God has given us. We have to be happy about it, excited about the great mission that God has given us. So Judaism expects us um, to always be happy with our mission, appreciate the wonderful opportunity that God has given us, right? Sadness, stress comes from selfishness, comes from when you're thinking about yourself, what I need, concerning about my own well-being, about my health, about my family, about my um, finances, all very important things, but they're all me. All think about myself. We get stressed when we think about ourselves. The tension comes from ourselves. When we're dedicated to something higher, we're happy. We have an opportunity. Don't worry about the little stuff right now. Think about something much greater. So Rosh Hashanah is not a time for party, but Rosh Hashanah is a time to celebrate. It's a time to recalibrate, step back from our personal lives, reflect on our greater mission, our purpose in life. And when we reflect um, on our commitment and we renew our commitment to God, improve, it's a, it's a serious thing to do, but it's a time of great joy. And to Rosh Hashanah, yes, Rosh Hashanah is a serious day. We don't party on Rosh Hashanah because... We believe life is serious, but we also believe life is happy. And in order to properly serve God, in order to properly follow, fulfill our mission, we need to be happy. Just like you need to be healthy, you need to be happy. You can't function if you're unhealthy. You can't function if you're unhappy. We need to be happy, and we are happy by the, because of the unique opportunities that we have that we don't have to worry about the little stuff. We have much greater things to accomplish, a much greater role, much greater opportunity. Anyway, I wish you all, thank you all. I wish you.